Green Junkie. It's Stephanie Moram. And today I have the pleasure of speaking with Tony Derosier, the founder and own- owner of Abigo, which is beeswax wraps. Abigo is Tony's love child born from the desire to live holistically and a deep drive to distribute for good. In her mission to keep food alive, she invented beeswax food wraps in 2008 and disrupted the billion-dollar plastic wrap industry. Now the founder and CEO, she leads an inspired community of nearly a million wholehearted pioneer households hell-bent on ending food waste. You can head over to my Instagram and TikTok at this is Stephanie Moram to follow along. If you want to reduce waste and learn to consume less in just five days, you can binge my complimentary audio series. The link is in the description. And don't forget to subscribe to the Green Junkie podcast on whatever platform you get your podcast. That way you never miss another green living episode. Hi, Tony. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm great. Thank you so much for coming on. I am so honored um, that you are able to take some time out of your schedule to chat with me about food waste. Oh, I can talk about food waste all day long. Thanks for inviting (laughs) me. (laughs) I bet you can. So first up, for those that are listening, I would love for you to just touch on what a Bigo is. You know, I mentioned it's food, um, like beeswax food wraps, but can you just touch on it for a couple of minutes of what exactly a Bigo is? Sure. Um, Abigo came into existence when I asked myself if, what if we just got food wrap all wrong? From the 1950s, we started to seal, trap, and lock our fresh living food in airtight food wrap in an effort to keep it fresher longer. But what if we were wrong? What if we made it too airtight and we were actually causing it to spoil, rot, and get slimy the way you might be used to seeing your fresh food in your fridge? And so with a background as a nutritionist, a holistic nutritionist, I decided to investigate what food wrap could look like if nature could recognize it, if it was made with all natural ingredients, if it behaved more like a peel, skin, or rind that's naturally on your food. And with the convenience of um, the usefulness that we see in plastic wrap, I wanted it to be as useful as plastic, but completely natural. And a Bigo was born and it's a beeswax food wrap that's a hemp and cotton blended material. And then we infuse it with our formula of beeswax, tree resin, and jojoba oil. Very simple. And the beauty is that it is protective like we need for our food, but it's breathable. It's not airtight. So you're speaking of airtight. So what is the problem with storing food in plastic, whether it's plastic wrap or just like a regular plastic container? So at Abigo, we obsess over fresh food. That's our jam. That's what we love. Like the fresher, the better. And the reality with fresh food is it's not fresh, it's alive. It is a living organism that is emitting gases as it breaks down. It's losing moisture. It's losing nutrients. And unfortunately, in an airtight material, the gas that that fresh food would naturally emit turns to condensation. And you've seen the condensation on the top of your containers and in your your plastic environment. And that condensation actually falls back down onto the food and creates like a really awesome environment for mold and bacteria. And that's why you see slimy, rotting, gooey, gooey, fresh food when it's in an airtight environment. 
And this would be true if you decide to use like a mason jar with like a top. It would have the same sort of effect as it would in in a plastic airtight container. Yeah. If you leave it in a mason jar, like say you like make a mason jar salad or something and you leave it in there for an extended period of time, for sure, you're more likely to find that sliminess in your food. And that's an airtight problem. That's not a fresh food problem. Right. You know, when you open up and you, you're so happy to eat a pepper, like you cut up your peppers and you put them like in a container. And then I pick it up. I'm like, now it's going to the freezer. <laughs> it's going to be in a stir fry now. It's just not going to taste as good when it's like, yeah, is it a little, is it a little slimy at that point? Yeah. Like it's slimy. Yeah. So that's why it ends up in the, in the freezer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so we're not putting, we, you know, if we want to keep our, extend the, the life of our food, putting it, you know, in an airtight container, not a great idea. So then if we just decide, hey, let's just throw that pepper in the fridge as is, or mm-hmm. let's just throw whatever it is in the fridge, put it in a glass container, but we'll leave it open because it's not airtight, right? Yeah. What's the problem with doing that? So leaving your food naked has a whole other host of problems. So um, what will happen is the food will dry out more quickly. It will lose moisture very fast and you'll have kind of like a withering, drying out food. Now that may not be as unappetizing as, you know, slimy blackened spinach. Withering <laughs> spinach is still totally doable, right? We eat that. But as fresh food loses moisture, it's not just losing moisture, it's losing nutritional value. So you want to protect your food in something that protects it from the the environment of the refrigerator, but still allows it to breathe so that you get the maximum nutrient value from your fresh food. Right. And to be honest, so I would always leave like my whole peppers most of the time in the fridge, just like, just throw them in the fridge, call it a day. And then um, after watching tons of your like reels on Instagram, (laughs) I saw that you could create like a pouch, right? This is going to be another question for you after, but you can create a pouch. And so I started putting my whole peppers in like the huge rectangle one, rectangular one. And now my peppers, like I opened up a bag. I think my peppers were from last week and I opened them and they were still like, they weren't soft, like at all. I was like, whoa. Like what just happened? <laughs> Why are my peppers like, they're not going to be, I knew they wouldn't be slimy, but I, you know how they lose, they're not as hard anymore. They get kind of soft right. and then that's when they end up in the freezer and they're going to be in a stir fry. And so I cut them up, our red peppers to give it to my kids. I'm like, wow, these are like a week old and they're pretty much as fresh as they were when I put yeah. them in the bag. Well, they have water contents. They're still crispy and delicious. You don't have to like dedicate them to a cooked. I mean, like, here's the thing. We often say like, what if we got it wrong with plastic wrap? What if airtight wasn't the right choice? But I would take that a step further to be like, what if we didn't get it totally white, right? with the refrigerator. The refrigerator was invented along the same time as plastic wrap. The same principles of airtight were built into that environment. And we know that the refrigerator sucks the living moisture out of our food. Like it's just so fast, which is why you protect it with something airtight. But now we just want to kind of be like in the middle ground between protective and breathable so that you get those crispy peppers because you spend a lot of money on them and you deserve to eat a crispy pepper. Yeah. Um, you know, organic food, they don't give it away. So 
<laughs> I don't feel like throwing my pepper in the compost. You know what I mean? Like I want, no. I want to be able to eat it. So if we're not, you know, this is all about, you know, f- getting away from wasting food, right? Like your whole, one of your, your whole mission is like, let's stop with food waste. Like let's stop, let's extend the life of our food as long as possible. And then if for whatever reason, it's not as fresh as it is, then you can just, I put my stuff in the freezer. It goes in the freezer. And then when I make a spaghetti sauce or whatever it is, instead of the compost. So storing your food in airtight containers, not a great idea. Naked food, not a great idea. Composting isn't the answer to fight food waste because it's still being wasted, right? Absolutely. I mean, compost is better than the trash, obviously. Mm -hmm. And if something has to go in the compost, it has to. But I would challenge people to think like, maybe, maybe it's going into the compost simply because we don't understand the right way to store it. And it doesn't need to be complicated. It doesn't, you don't need to like put it in water, you know, change the water out every week, put a plastic bag over that, say a couple of prayers, you know, like it doesn't need to be complicated to store your food. Uh, The biggest problem that is under recognized with compost is all the waste under the compost heap and the impact that has on the environment. It's absurd. And so I know what you mean by that. Yeah. But can you just touch on it? Like, yes, we composted it. It didn't up in a, didn't end up in a landfill somewhere, but it might have ended up. It goes into the compost, but we forget what went into creating that pepper. Totally. So let's use an avocado as an example because right. I know people are out there tossing half avocados because your food storage methods have failed you. You mm-hmm. haven't failed been failed by your methods. Um, or maybe you've eaten the entire avocado in one sitting because you don't want to waste half of it, or you're just, you're, you're tossing it in the compost because it's blackened. That avocado has traveled an incredible journey to get through to your kitchen. It has been Mm -hmm. grown in a field like liters and liters of water have been used to grow it. People have human labor has picked it, select it packed it. It's got on a truck. That truck's been driven across the country to your grocery store. Once again, humans have picked it and packed it and put it on the shelves. And then you drive to your grocery store, you get the avocado, you bring it home, and then you eat 50% of all of the energy that went into producing it. And so the waste is everything that goes into creating that $2 avocado. You're wasting $1, but the downstream effect of that is like, I want to say billions, the billion, it's just so much money. It's crazy and energy and it's hard on the environment. (laughs) And I love this example because everyone has wasted an avocado in their life. Everyone, everyone like me included, um, waste an avocado. And I think it's important for people to recognize it's not always just the waste that actually physically goes into the composted landfill and how you explained it, that it's everything before that process, everything was, it's like, it was done for nothing. (laughs) We used all those resources and now you're taking that avocado and putting it in the trash or the compost and was it all for nothing? Totally. And you know what, like in, in a big way, really saddens me, frustrates me and saddens me is the guilt that you feel when you throw that half avocado away. Like nobody feels good about wasting food. We're not, we're not pumped about that. But the reality is you have been set up for failure. This idea of airtight food wrap, this that's been 
beaten into us through plastic wrap marketing for the last 65 years is fundamentally wrong. If you look at an avocado peel, it is not airtight. It's protective and it's breathable. A cheese rind, protective and breathable. A lemon skin, protective and breathable. Airtight food wrap in the form of a peel or skin doesn't exist in nature at all. So it's not even your fault. You've just been totally failed. Right. And so you came up with the answer. <laughs> you came, came up, up with the answer. answer. And yes. it's full circle from the beginning. If you want to waste less, you created something that is mim, mim- can't even say the word, min- mimicking <laughs> nature, right? Yes. And the Beagle Wrap is breathable and you use organic cotton and all that to mimic nature so we don't have to store our food in glass. Because I'm going to be honest, I've watched a gazillion videos on how to keep strawberries fresh, put them in vinegar for two minutes and let them dry. Okay, strawberries never dry. Like I, none of my, and if they do, then they die. <laughs> like, right. and then I put them in the glass container. Do they stay fresh? Like kind of a little bit, but like, it's not really, they're not fresh like they were if I didn't wash them. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So I feel like this whole airtight thing, you know, I've done it and it's just not working. Well, it's not working for me. And no, so it, won't, it, just, me. Just, it doesn't work. Honestly, it just doesn't work. And it's, th- this is, has been around the Abigo office because we just joined, joined TikTok for the, for, you know, we're late, late to the game of TikTok. And we're going to be exploring these hacks because you're taught, I mean, there, we found a post, there's like seven to 10 different ways to keep a cucumber fresh. There's 10 different tacks, uh, sorry, 10 different hacks to keep a cucumber fresh. All you need is a protective and breathable environment. You don't need to eat, add paper towels. You don't need to put it on the top shelf of your fridge. You don't need to, you know, like it just, the list goes on. And these hacks are fun and interesting, but they don't often work. (laughs) And I juice a lot. Like I juice a lot. And my juice consists of spinach, cucumber, lemons, and celery. And I don't like slimy cucumbers. I don't know who does, but I definitely don't. And so I ended up getting like the super big abigos and I made a pouch with it. And I have like the long Lebanese one. So the pouch isn't long enough. I put them all in. I think I could fit like six. And then I just put another one (laughs) over top and I put in the fridge. I think I left them there because I was, I didn't juice for a couple of days or something. And I went in, I'm like, oh, these are still really good. (laughs) Yeah. I was like shocked, not like not doubting that it didn't work. I've been using beeswax wraps forever, but I've just tried so many things. And the other problem I was having is I love glass. I hoard glass. I I, I can't put glass in recycling. And what was happening is my fridge was full of glass and that the shelf that is above where the drawers are in your fridge is mm-hmm. literally like on an incline towards the middle. It's like <laughs> too much glass in my fridge. I'm like, oh, no. oh, so I had to like, I'm like, I can't use glass in my fridge anymore. Like I'm literally breaking my fridge. But like with the Beagle wraps, like there's not really any extra weight. <laughs> yeah. And you can pile lightweight. everything. Yeah. And you can pile everything on top of each other. And if you don't know what I'm talking about when I'm talking about whoever's listening about making a pouch, go to their Instagram 
I don't know, maybe a month ago. I don't remember how long, like scroll through the reels and they do a really good reel on how to make a pouch. It's so easy. Cause I would like you to quickly touch on, cause it's somewhere on Instagram. I read it, why you decided not to make your abigos into like pouches. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where you just said, I'm just going to make one big piece. And I'd love for you to share why you decided not to make pouches and like, you know, sew it all together. One, probably because sure. it takes a lot of time to sew would be my guess. <laughs> yeah. It's not easy to sew. It's sticky. So like you're going to gum up your right. sewing machine. The sound of a sewing machine is just, I can't, like I couldn't put my team through having to sew all day. Um, yeah. And frankly, I am a really, really practical person. I don't have a mango peeler. I don't own an egg timer. I don't right. have gimmicky kitchen things. And I wanted my wrap to solve whatever problem you had, whether you needed a bag for your spinach or you needed a really long one for your celery. I wanted to convert from a wrap to a bag and back to a wrap as you needed. So you don't need one bag for your cucumbers and one bag that's suitable for your berries. Like it just, for me, it was ultimate versatility. That's why I did it. So we don't make a bag but we have really great folding instructions so you can make a bag. <laughs> no, I love that. It's practical. Like you said, instead of having, you know, five different types of sizes, like you just go buy the different sizes and make your own pouch and you can steal it by just rolling it over. So you all totally. probably think we're like, what are you talking about? Go to their Instagram. <laughs> you will see yeah. how to make the pouch super easy to do. And when you don't need a pouch, you unwrap it. And now you have a big, a big wrap. <laughs> totally. Yeah, and, and there's always different ways to use the different sizes. No. And if you're looking to get an Abigo beeswax wrap, you need the big rectangle to make a really big pouch to put your yeah. lettuce, to put your cucumbers and all that stuff. So I love them. I've been using them for years and when they're not good anymore, you know, after time they get like dull, the coating comes off. Yep. What do you suggest people do with them? So when you've loved your Abigo to death, which you will, <laughs> it will be worn out and that's time to let it go. You can send it off with a bang. You can cut it up into strips and use it for fire starters. I use them in my garden for garden ties. There's lots of different functionalities. I've even used old wraps that still have enough adhesive quality as a dusting cloth. And they're amazing because they pick everything up. So there's lots of different ways to repurpose it. You certainly don't need to toss it. But you can compost it. You can compost. I recommend that you home compost Abigo. And the reason is you don't want, because the material isn't recognized as a, as like in every municipality as something right. that can be composted. If you throw it in with recognized compost, you could be tainting the whole load of compost. So right. wraps, they're compostable. The fact is they will compost over time, but they're not, they're not municipality approved at this point. So don't throw any beeswax wraps in your home city pickup compost bin. They, they probably won't get where they need to go. Rather use it as a fire starter or home compost it. And well, what I've done is I have one, like one of the small squares. Yeah. And so, and it doesn't really stick anymore and it's all like I've worn it out. So what I do is I use it to like wrap my toothbrush. 
Like yeah. if I'm going somewhere, I used to wrap my toothbrush. My niece comes to visit. And so instead of her bringing a toothbrush every time she comes, I have a toothbrush for her. And I just had an old beeswax wrap that is just like, it's time to let it go. It's time to say goodbye. Yeah. It's It's been good to me. It was time to say goodbye, but I didn't want to put in the compost. So I kept it. So then now I just wrap her toothbrush in it. It's there when she comes over to use it. So like Tony said, there's just different ways we can use them. And the last thing I wanted to mention, because I love this, is that, again, you're trying to fight food waste, but also waste with your business, right? Mm-hmm. So let's be honest, you're cutting up the beeswax. There's like strips here, there's strips here. You know, you were giving away for a while, weren't you? Like the leftover strips so people could use it as ties. But this summer you came out with a little campfire, which is so cute, by the way. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, it's been our goal since day one to be zero waste. I, I mean, and as a result, we've hoarded a lot of Abiga waste. But we needed to find a way to put it all into the same thing because otherwise it's it's too much additional production, which is waste in itself, right? If you have to right. spend too much. So this summer we launched our mini campfire, which is basically like a little campfire in a can. It burns about four inches high. It still has that crackly campfire feel, but it's very controlled. Um, You use it outside in any setting, the beach, the park, your balcony, and it burns for about three and a half hours. And it's made from entire um, upcycled Abigo waste. So we are now a 100% zero waste production process, which brings me immense pride. It's awesome. When I saw you, I was like, I need to buy them. So I did, of course. And then we (laughs) used them this summer. Like we roasted marshmallows on it. Like it's not like a traditional like big fire where I had these like crazy marshmallows that you'd get from a big fire, but like it did the job. We made s'mores. The kids loved it. My son loved to put it out by putting the top on and stuff like that. So it's really awesome that like you started this in 2008 and like look where you are and like, you know, 14 years later, I'm trying to do math in my head, (laughs) 14 years later, here you are like where you can say like, we use all our production waste. Like we're not wasting anything. That's like so amazing. Thank you. So if people are looking to connect with you and, you know, Abigo, where can they find you? And if they want to buy anything, like where can they get the Abigo wraps? So you can always buy it at abigo.com. And we do have a Black Friday sale coming up. So keep your eyes out. It should launch sometime next week. Um, We can be found on Instagram at Abigo and also on TikTok at Abigo underscore because somebody has our Abigo name. We need to get that back. But (laughs) that's what you get for being late. Um, So yeah, those are kind of the places that you can find us. On Instagram, we're going to show you all the different ways that you can use and fold Bego and just some of our explorations with like urban foraging and food waste. TikTok, we are going to be challenging all those hacks and putting them to the test and just giving you a simpler option. And online, you can buy all of our goodies. And if you don't have all your Christmas gifts tied up, the campfire is pretty cool. No, I like the campfire. And if anyone's like, how do you spell a Bego? A, like a, B, like B-E-E, and then go, G-O, just. And everything's going to be in the description. So if you're listening right now and you're not taking notes, go to the description and I'll have all the links on how to connect with Tony and her team on social media and where to buy her apps because they're really, really good. 
like I'm like, can be like a really skeptical person. I've been using the beeswax wraps, but then when I really started following the Ubigo, like on Instagram and all the reels, I was like, whoa, okay. There's like more to this than just like wrapping up my food and calling it a day. So, so much great information on Instagram. Um, thank you. Yeah, it's been great. And thank you for chatting. This has been a great conversation. I know you're busy. You're running a big company. So thanks for, for chatting with me. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. And let me know if you have any other questions that come up about your app. We're always here to help. (laughs) Lots of questions. (laughs) So if you're looking for more sustainable living inspirations, I have other episodes you might want to check out. Episode 41, Slow and Easy Living. Episode 55 is called Eliminate Food Waste One Meal at a Time. And episode 63, Reducing Food Waste in the Kitchen with Anne-Marie Bano, who happens to be the zero waste chef. Please share this episode with your friends, coworkers, mom, dad, uncle, cousin, seriously, anyone you could think of that would benefit from this information. Thank you so much. Stay connected with me on Instagram and TikTok at this is Stephanie Moram. And don't forget to subscribe to the Green Junkie podcast on the platform, your favorite platform. And you can download my complimentary audio series. You will find everything we talked about in this episode in the description. Thank you for listening. And I'll see you next Tuesday, Green Junkie.